don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. I'm Alex Jones, and I'm a syndicated radio and television host based in Austin, Texas. And for many years, I've been exposing the criminal activities of the global elite, also known as the New World Order. I remember five years ago being on the radio and reading UN documents on the air that were public and having callers call in and say, there is no New World Order. The news said so. They said dangerous people. Talk about it. And I'd say, excuse me, there's a World Bank. There's a world court, uh, you don't have juries, you can't face your accusers. This is run by a group of elite families. They're the shareholders of XYZ Bank. Well, people don't call my syndicated show anymore and disagree with that fact because now in the news they admit, yes, there's a world government, yes, there's a new world order. So let's look at the new world order and what it has in store for you and your family. And I assure you, my friends, it is nothing less than total enslavement. We'll look at the type of cashless society control grid they're putting in, the destruction of the Bill of Rights and Constitution in America, the disarmament of the people, the end of national sovereignty, the militarization of police, and yes, the concentration camps that are a fact, not rumor, but fact. The documentation begins, the rumors end right here on this show today. Folks, that was 2003. Alex Jones has been right 
since far before 2003. And that is why Alex Jones was the very first person to be completely wiped out from big tech social media when they started doing their purge. And they started doing that purge when they realized that individual media, personal responsibility of the American citizen going out there and getting the truth, mixed with the social media monster that they created, would in fact be the death of them controlling a narrative. Now, you may not like Alex Jones because of his polarizing character. I'll admit some of the things he says, not what he says, just how he says it, is even far beyond what I'll do when I get angry. But that doesn't matter. That's called passion. That's called passion. You're not going to be able to sit with Alex Jones one-on-one when it comes to facts and be able to, to prove him wrong. You just can't. The guy has been spot on for decades. That video was from 2003, and everything that he said in that video is true today in 2022, 20 years later. And if you listen to anything about uh, from Joe Rogan or um, or any of the, that crowd that hangs out with that little crew, because Joe Rogan and Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo, they've been friends for, for decades. And Joe will tell you that Alex Jones used to blow his mind with this stuff in the 90s. But in the 90s, nobody was thinking about it because it was a conspiracy theory. Turned out to be that Alex Jones was 100% right pretty much about everything he's ever said. Cashless society, destruction of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, destruction of our, our society and our culture. Ladies and gentlemen, tell me where he's wrong. Tell me where he was wrong in that assessment. Great open, uh, cold open this morning from Alex Jones. I want to thank the uh, the folks that have already supported the show this morning on Rumble Rants, helping fund and and and, and finance to fa- uh, be able to have a producer to be able to pull up great stuff like this and have these great cold opens because they really do help you think. God bless you all. Thank you very much. I'd also like to read an email if I could. Well, first of all, let's just do our illustrious open, shall we, folks? You're locked and loaded right here. Live from America today. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I am your ever so humble host, God-fearing and God-loving, I should say. Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And again, thank you for letting me do this job for you. Now let's get, now let's get to the first email of the day. Actually, the only email I want to read this morning. And this comes from Laura Brand. God bless you, Laura, and your husband. She said, hello again, I just received my order in the mail, and I've never had such a personalized and pleasurable experience with an order before. My husband was so impressed, he wanted a shirt. He wanted to know if the husband is supposed to receive the Dum Dum Award and the wife the Smarty Award. LOL, many thanks, all best, all the best with prayer, Laura. And that's because we put a Smarty and a Dum Dum and stickers in every order if you purchase off jeremyherald.com. So if you've never ordered before, check it out. You get a little bit more than you bargained for, and that's all right. I'd also like to, to uh, say happy birthday. It's a belated birthday to Ruth. Uh, Ruth watches here on Rumble. She goes by Ruth55. Her birthday was yesterday, and it slipped my mind. But, Ruth, happy belated birthday. God bless you, and I hope everything is well 
And we've got another birthday today from one of our own here in the Live from America family. That is Heather Marie Osborne. We've got birthdays all over the place. Happy birthday to each and every one of you. It is an honor to be able to say happy birthday to you and wish you such a great day. So thank you. Let's do some shout outs, shall we? Terry Sue is in a building on Rumble. How you doing, girl? DeClues is watching. Snowbaby86 says, good morning, Jeremy Eli and the LFA family. How are you? Good to see you. We've got Kelly Lynn for Trump says, Missed you all. Well, we missed you too, girl. Thank you for coming back. Scotty17, Lisa Naquin is in the building. Sanix says, happy birthday, Roof. Unique Variety says, happy belated birthday. Christine from Missouri. Roxanne from Minnesota. Carol from PA, Pennsylvania. How you doing? Kate from the great state of Michigan. Deb, how you doing? From Everett, thank you for joining in today. Wayne from Illinois is watching on Rumble as well. We've got Lynn from the show me state of St. Louis, Missouri. How you doing, girl? Thank you for joining in. And Kathy Hamilton from Central New York. Let's jump over and say hello to our Getter fam. Hey there, Getter fam. How you doing? Good to see you. Rebecca Lee is watching. Anna Taylor. Ann Taylor, excuse me. Nancy, how are you? Sunflower49 is Judy from Texas. Good to see you. Heidi, uh, Heidi Pfeiffer, she says, happy birthday to you, Ruth. See, look at that. We're getting some cross, some cross birthday wishes, cross promotion there. RMA Apparel is watching. How you doing, Holly? Good to see you. Thank you very much for being such a great friend and, uh, and one of our vendors here on Live from America. Fron from Indiana watching. Old Hickory, how you doing? Why does Trump keep bringing somebody to Mar-a-Lago? Keep your enemies closer. Didn't see who the name was, but yes, I would agree. Suzanne from Texas, how you doing? And one more here. Let's give it to Cheryl from Michigan. Come on down. You're the next contestant on Live from America. You win a one-hour show. Thank you very much for joining in today. All right, folks. Uh, Let's get to the verse of the day today. Got a lot to go through. And uh, the verse of the day today is... Joy versus happiness. Joy versus happiness. Look, anybody can be happy. A murderer can be happy murdering people, right? A terrorist can be happy to blow themselves up in the name of whatever God they believe in. It's probably not Jesus Christ. They can be happy. But do they really experience joy? That's the real question. Do they really experience joy? This morning I said hello and happy hump day. We are halfway through the week and we've had some great shows this week. Some great wins and some great people publicly expressing their love and faith to God for their very first time like we did on the last uh, last night's show. Okay? I'd say this, uh, that's about as good as it gets. That's about as good as it gets. When we get truth, when we get laughter, when we get a closeness, when we get a, a, um, a unity, and fellowship with each other every single day, and people are uh, professing their love for God, you're getting all the truth through the news, and I'd say that's that's about as good as it gets. The first goal of this show is to give glory to God. The second is to reach as many people as possible, which is why I ask for shares as much as I do, in order to spread the gospel, the truth, expose the lies, spread joy and laughter, and the news. I'm happy to place, I'm happy um, I'm happy to the place that God has taken us here on Life from America, and I cannot wait to see what is next. And for all those who are uh, funding Life from America, I got to give you an update. We are currently, uh, we are not currently funded all the way through April, 
uh, yet. So please spread the word. But we're very close. Thank you and God bless. Let's move on. Verse of the day, Psalm 16, 7 through 9. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, said King David. Now, it is a human nature to make your own plans and then ask God to bless them. But instead, we should seek God's will first. By constantly thinking about the Lord and his way of living, we will gain insights that will help us make right decisions and live the way that God desires. Communicating with God allows him to counsel us and give us wisdom. By saying that he will not be shaken, David was talking about the unique sense of security felt by believers. Does God not exempt or God does not exempt believers from the day-to-day circumstances of life. Believers and unbelievers alike experience pain, trouble, and failure at times. Unbelievers have a sense of hopelessness about life and confusion over their true purpose here on earth. Those who seek God, however, can move ahead, confident in knowing what is right in God's eyes. They know that God will keep them from straying off his chosen path. David's heart was glad that he had found the secret to joy, true joy. Joy is deeper than happiness. We can feel joy in spite of our deepest troubles. Happiness is temporary. Joy is eternal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Happiness is temporary. And joy is eternal. If you do believe that and you've not rumbled, liked, reposted, or shared, let's take that opportunity to do, to do that now. Let's remove your hat if you are wearing one, guy or girl or in between. And let's say our, our, our love to the Lord. Let's profess our love to the Lord and give him glory. As we say the Lord's Prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I don't know, folks. I am in a great mood this morning. I've been in a great mood this week. Yes, we do face trials and tribulations, but when we have each other, we get through them and we get through them with a breeze. So please lift your cups up, whatever it is you're sipping on. I got coffee in mine as usual. And let's have our first slurp of the day. We will be raising money tomorrow for uh, the Slurp Fund and for a Slurp Fund recipient. I believe if we do that twice a week, then we'll be able to manage the slurp funds and we'll still be able to help people. Okay. Um, you know what I did, what I did not do before we get to this first and foremost section is I was going to go ahead and do this early today because I figured he might as well get it because he deserves it. And let's go ahead and give the Smarty Award away right now.
Smarty Award of the Day on this March 23rd, Year of Our Lord 2022, Alex Jones. I have never given Alex Jones the Smarty Award. And you know what? He's probably overdue. He's probably well overdue. You can't call it 20 years prior to and continue to be right without at least getting the Smarty Award once in a great while. Alex Jones, you get the first Smarty Award of the day. And maybe we'll clip this out and send it to you for you to play on InfoWars. Here we go. First and foremost, what gives somebody the right to speak on a subject intelligently? I'd like to ask you that question. And please put your comments in the comment section. And just let me ask it one more time. What gives somebody the right to speak on a subject intelligently and actually command listeners and people who are Uh, engaged in what he's saying. Well, outside of freedom of speech and opinion, where you can pretty much give your opinion anywhere, education and or experience. Education and or experience. Those are the only two things that can justify somebody speaking on a subject intelligently. Let's say it one more time, okay? Education and experience. I saw somebody say Jones is a CIA shill. <laughs> All righty. So when the president of the Government Accountability Institute, Peter Schweitzer, speaks about government affairs and government events, then I think that that justifies him in education and experience to speak about a topic intelligently. Because of what his job is and what he does on a daily basis. So we have to trust that. So recently, Peter Schweitzer went on Maria Bartiromo's show on Fox News and laid a bombshell. And what that bombshell is, is he believes, and he said and stated on her show, that the New York Times acknowledgement of the laptop from hell indicates that lawyers for the Biden crime family are, quote, extremely concerned Hunter Biden is going to be indicted. And I believe this as well, to be honest with you. I believe that Hunter Biden will be indicted. (laughs) Look at this picture I pulled up. (laughs) There he is. There he is, fresh off smoking Cheetos and Parmesan off the floor in his crack salad. Anyway, author and president of the Government Accountability Institute, Peter Schweitzer, made some bold claims this week when he joined Fox News Sunday morning features with Maria Bartiromo to discuss the New York Times' recent admission that Hunter Biden's laptop from hell is authentic and not a product of Russian disinformation, as they've claimed for over a year now. Now, those who watch Fox News have probably already seen this. Those who have not, I'm bringing this to your attention because of the follow-up story that comes after this, okay? Schweitzer explained that he believes that the timing of this acknowledgement by the gray lady is no coincidence. Instead, the Times March 16th article is likely an indication that the Biden crime family's lawyers are frantically preparing for Joe's degenerate son to face an indictment, according to Schweitzer. After detailing some of Hunter's illicit business arrangements that came to light from the contents of the notorious laptop, Schweitzer explained his assessment of the situation to Bartiromo. And this is what he said. I think this new New York, I think this New York Times piece, the fact that they got cooperation from the White House, 
That means that the New York Times, in tandem with and with full cooperation of Team Biden, and probably their crackhead, his crackhead uh, Hunter Biden's legal team, crackhead son's legal team, is an indication that they are extremely concerned that he's going to be indicted and they're trying to get ahead of this and trying to do anything they can to distance themselves or at least say, hey, we just were going with the stuff that we knew at the time. Long story short, folks, this is going to lead up to them removing Biden. Just wait. It's the federal investigation into Hunter Biden back up and running. And it's very clear that when it comes to the issues related to the tax evasion and the money laundering and other issues wrapped up with it, they are extremely concerned Hunter Biden is going to be indicted. And I think this article is an effort to frame the conversation in a way that would be most favorable to the administration. I agree. Now, if Schweitzer is correct, it's about time regardless. Better late than never. And I don't care that they're trying to spin another story. We already know They're trying to spin another story. It's not like it's hard to figure out, okay? But at least it's some kind of movement and hopefully some kind of justice. And we'll move on with what we have to after this. Hunter and the big guy need to face the music for selling out America in order to pad their little piggy banks. Now, I do have a video. Here we go. Let's play this. I do have a video of uh, Schweitzer on Maria Bartiromo's show. Let's go ahead and play that now. Welcome back. We are back with Peter Schweitzer, the president of the Government Accountability Institute, as we talk about all of the alleged money and deals that Hunter Biden did with officials across the world, particularly in China, Russia and Ukraine. Peter, we're showing the business deals that includes a three and a half million dollar check from the uh, former uh, mayor of Moscow's wife. Give us your take on the FBI and the Department of Justice's investigation right now into all of this. Is the FBI investigating Hunter Biden, and could that happen while Joe Biden is president? Yeah, in fact, I think this New York Times piece, the fact that they got cooperation from Team Biden and probably from the Hunter Biden legal team, is an indication to me they are extremely concerned that he is going to be indicted. This grand jury's been meeting since 2018. They were suspended during COVID because of health care protocols. It's back up and running, and it's very clear that when it comes to the, uh, the issues related to tax evasion and money laundering and the other issues wrapped up with it, they're extremely concerned that Hunter Biden's going to be indicted. And I think this article is an effort to frame that conversation in a way that could be the most favorable to them. So in other words, while they were trying to impeach Donald Trump, the FBI knew all of this existed. They knew about the laptop and they didn't say anything. And so did Bill Barr. Trump was accused of of, of, uh, doing uh, deals or or having a bad phone call with the Ukraine president. Yes, that's exactly right, Maria. Uh, They knew it all the time, and that deserves investigation as well. Peter, it's great to have you this morning. Thanks very much, Peter Schweitzer. That'll do it for us on Sunday morning. All right, so let's uh, let's cut from that. Okay. So I know a lot of people are saying in the comment threads, I'm seeing them, nothing will happen, nothing will happen until it does. Look, all of this is part of the deep state will be brought to heel and the process has already begun. If we can't see that, I need you all to stop. For one second, with the negative, nothing will be done, nothing will be done stuff, okay? Because even in the case of Arizona and Mark Burnovich, whether it's Mark Burnovich who does something or whether it's somebody else in the future who does something, everything will be done about everything. One day, one day, it's all going to be addressed. And then we're going to go, wow, we wish we never wasted that negative time and wasted that energy on negative thoughts. 
Something will be done. Why do you think something is happening? Why do you think this is happening? They could have just shut. The New York Times didn't have to put this out. Nobody had to be talking about this. This was buried. This has been the buried lead for a year and a half. Why are we talking about it? Why is it an issue? Like I said earlier this week, it isn't like this was something that was just found out by Rudy Giuliani or something new that was found out by President Donald Trump. This is old stuff. There's nothing new here. So why are we talking about it? We're talking about it because the deep state will be brought to heel and the process has already begun. What you're seeing the Biden administration do right now in tandem with and in cooperation with the New York Times is minimize the collateral damage of the deep state being brought to heel. That is what's going on here. I mean, if anybody can give me another or a better explanation being in touch with the world every day as to why this is a story today, I would love to hear it. Because like I said, if the left could keep this under wraps, they would never talk about it again. If Joe Biden and Hunter Biden could keep this under wraps, they and Obama and the rest of the world would never talk about this again the same way that they don't want to talk about Hillary's emails ever again. So whether it's pressure from Russia, whether it's Trump doing things here behind the scenes, which I agree he definitely is, or no matter if it's the 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 the, the justice fairy coming out of the sky and sprinkling a little justice here on America, the reason that we're talking about it today is because something is happening. And hey, if the Biden administration minimizes the collateral damage against them at least at this point in this time and Hunter Biden goes to prison, I'm okay with that because we'll get Joe. You're not going to run from justice. You're not going to run from God. You can't beat God and we're right on your tails. This is the culmination and the fruition of you, myself, and everybody watching this show real time and later of working hard and fighting 24 hours a day, seven days a week until now. And we're going to keep pushing forward and we're going to keep taking these people out one after another. Okay. We are not talking about this for no reason. That should be everything you need to know right there. Jeremy, can Joe Biden pardon Hunter Biden? Actually, yes, he could. Yes, he could. He could, but it would just destroy the Democratic Party that much more. It would just destroy the Democratic Party that much more. So they're actually going to allow him to be thrown under the bus to save the Democratic Party. Think about that. Think about that kind of love from a father to a crackhead son. I mean, look at the love that Joe Biden is obviously not given to his children. Look at the lack of, of leadership and parenthood and fatherhood that he is, uh, that, 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 he's, that he's not been giving his children. You see what I'm saying? He's not been giving them this love. He's not going to start loving him now. Hunter Biden has been on tape talking about how he is the black sheep, how the family has never cared about him, how his father has never cared about him. So when they gave him the opportunity to please the big guy, just like in those rich movies, just like in those movies with rich, privileged families, when they gave the uh, when they gave the son, the second son, the not favorite son, the son that's still alive, the chance to please daddy, old Hunter Biden jumped off that crack pipe and jumped on Air Force Two real quick, didn't he? I believe he is going to be indicted. 
I believe it 100%. Now the follow-up story, which actually, I would say, backs up everything that I just said. Did the New York Times admit that Joe Biden is corrupt so that Democrats actually have an opportunity here to get rid of Joe based on conflict of interest rather than Joe did something illegal which would lead to an impeachment and an indictment of himself or that they don't want to get rid of him based on the 25th Amendment because that would, that, that would then admit that the Democrats possibly knew that this guy was unfit to run for office and they never did the proper proper assessment from a proper unbiased doctor. So everything in this case, folks, is to minimize the damage to the Democrat Party first, the Biden administration second, and Hunter Biden, they don't even care about, they're just using him as a scapegoat in order to remove Biden. I guarantee you what's going to happen out of this is, again, they're not going to remove Biden by the 25th Amendment if they want him gone, which they do because of his poll numbers, because he can't win up against Trump or anybody else again. And they know they're not going to cheat on that scale again because of the 50-plus election security laws that have been passed. So they've got to have a candidate in there that's at least got a pulse, and it's not Kamala. So did the New York Times admit that Joe Biden is really corrupt so the Democrats could get rid of him? Well, I guess we'll see. It is painfully obvious as was predictable, that the Joe Biden presidency is a dumpster fire, as demonstrated by the party's destructive uh, callousness towards children, the elderly, the poor, our border, and everything else during their COVID lockdown frenzy. Democrats care more about, uh, Democrats care about none of these real-world results of their politics, but they do care about polling. And Joe Biden is in the abyss, far down on the ocean floor. According to even heavily uh, politicized polls, Joe Biden is at least performing at his best as Donald Trump was performing in the polls at his worst. And that is with a media who hated Donald Trump and a media that loves Joe Biden. What kind of ice cream did you get, Joe? I got, I got chocolate. I got chocolate ice cream. Yay! Did you hear that, everybody? Joe's got chocolate ice cream. Hey, John! John! Joe's got chocolate ice cream. Yay! You knew what kind of ice cream you had, Joe. You got a little bit dripping down your chin there, but you knew. And we're so proud of you. And we're so proud of you. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the polls are bad, and that's why the Democrats' officials suddenly switched away from their COVID mania, lifting mask mandates in blue states, and ending the daily falsified body counts on TVs and newspapers, although CNN kind of popped one back up there for a bit. Uh, And that brings us to the New York Times and their recent limited hangout. It's highly suspicious, isn't it? Um, Very late and better late than never, but highly suspicious that the laptop containing evidence that Joe Biden is just just as corrupt as his son Hunter Biden, that the laptop is real. Why is it coming out? Why is the data coming out? They've literally said not only is the laptop real, but the data on the laptop is real. So why, again, is it just coming out? Isn't it odd? Yes, the United States top four uh, foreign adversaries likely have blackmail material on the United States president, which is why they're freaking out two days after they were sanctioned by Vladimir Putin and likely, likely paid some very high bribes. But it wasn't only the New York Times that was involved in this, folks. 
and all these people that were compl- uh, complicit in all of this, they're going down too. Twitter, Facebook, they use their global community monopolies to rig the election for Joe Biden, hiding this information and who knows what else. So why would the New York Times do this? Why would not only the New York Times do this, but why would Facebook and Twitter not ban this information that was just released like they did before? Think about it. It is a calculated strategic conspiracy to first hide the evidence to get him elected, to get the Democrats in power so they could use their, their, their globalist apparatus and, jo- and, and Obama in the basement to puppet Joe as long as they needed him. And now they're going to toss him like a dirty dish rag. Why else would Twitter and Facebook not label this stuff fake news like they did a year and a half ago? These are major lawsuits that all of us, by the way, who've been, who have been... Um, treated unfairly by Facebook and others. These are major lawsuits that people actually had the time, money, and effort to get involved with them. One explanation is that the hierarchy reinforcement at these places told them to do one thing, and now they told them to do another. Okay? There's another explanation, though, is that Joe Biden is no longer useful to the ruling class. After being used to win an election, he's now making it impossible for them to credibly foist on Americans, the idea that his party could win another one without him on their masthead. The donkey is showing through the lion's skin, and so they need a new donkey. Propped him up, made him look like a lion, made him look like a savior, until everybody started hearing, hee-haw, hee-haw. And now everybody's starting to get it, including independents, folks, and their entire Biden crime family is absolutely going to be demolished. Again, none of this would be happening if it wasn't for something that's going on. So I would like people to stop saying, oh, it's just another conspiracy theory. I'd like people to stop saying nothing's going to happen. Put it out in the world and nothing will happen. That's my advice. But this is America. You can say and do what you want. But I have a feeling that a million people being positive about something happening and pushing forward to happen, make it happen. And a million people who sit there and say nothing's going to happen and sit idle, they watch other people go by them and this and stuff that they make happens, happens. And the people that are sitting there saying the same thing kind of left in the dust. I know we've got some bad experiences before with things not happening, but those days are over because the GOP is over. Some new sheriffs in town, boys. Y'all best get used to it. Okay, moving on, we've got an update on the neo-Nazi Azov Battalion Group fighting alongside the Ukrainian army and fighting for the pleasure and at the pleasure of Ukrainian president, actor-producer Vladimir Zelensky. I've been following this Azov Battalion neo-Nazi group since last Friday, and as long as I continue to get updates on them, I will give them to you because these Ukrainian Army members now, I guess, they're militia members who are now recognized as Ukrainian army. They're doing a lot of bad things. They're doing a lot of bogus things to a lot of people. And it's being reported that it's Russians that are doing it. It's just not true. But I've got an even worse update for you today about this, folks. This is not good at all, actually. It's not good at all. We now have evidence that Israel, of all people funding Nazis, Israel has been funding the neo-Nazi group 
the Azov Battalion. And it makes every one of us want to stop, think, and reevaluate exactly what's going on here. Not to say we were wrong. I'm actually going quite the opposite. I'm thinking it's way worse than any of us ever even knew. When you're talking about a globalist cabal, when you're talking about a group of globalist people and leaders so rich and so powerful, the swamp knows no depth. Let's talk about it. Here's a real head scratcher. Israel's army, or Israel is arming the Azov neo-Nazi group in eastern Ukraine. Now, this story, by the way, was written by Jim Hoft. Apparently, the same people who accused every Trump supporter of being a Nazi suddenly are silent when an actual Nazi group is open and active in eastern Ukraine. Green, uh, Glenn Greenwald actually tweeted, It is just staggering that the liberal wing of the United States corporate media has spent years smearing as Nazis um, who wear, uh, Nazi Americans who wear MAGA hats and who oppose vaccine mandates and protest school curriculum, uh, etc. They're labeled Nazis and the left are going after them, but they're not going after real Nazis. Then he says Israel is arming the neo-Nazi group, the Azov group in Ukraine. Israeli, Israeli arms are being sent to a heavily armed neo-Nazi militia in Ukraine. The electronic, in, in t, uh, excuse me, this is a hard word to say, Intifada has learned. Azov Battalion online propaganda shows Israel, Israeli licensed Tavor rifles in the fascist group's hands, while Israeli human rights activists have protested arms sales to Ukraine on the basis that weapons might end up with anti-Semitic militias. In a letter about licenses for Ukraine obtained by the Electric Intifada, the Israeli Defense Ministry's arms export agency says they are careful to grant licenses to arms exporters in full coordination with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and other government entities. The June the 26 June letter was sent in reply to Israeli lawyer uh, Itay Mack, who had written a detailed request demanding Israel end all military aid to the country. Azov's official status in the Ukrainian armed forces means it cannot be verified that Israeli weapons and training are not being used by anti-Semitic or neo-Nazi soldiers, Mac and 35 other human rights activists wrote. So what they're going on here for their proof is the basis that Israel is supplying arms to Ukraine for both Ukrainian official army and all militias that are working with that army. And one of those largest militias, if not the largest militia, is the Azov Battalion, which lets them know that the, that the arms that they are sending Ukraine to defend itself are ending up in the hands of this neo-Nazi group. 
they had written that Ukrainian armed forces use rifles made in Israel and are trained by Israelis, according to the reports in the country. And what leads them to, to actually know the proof and the evidence that the, uh, that the weapons they are supplying Ukraine are ending up, in fact, in the hands of the neo-Nazi group is the fact that the pictures and the videos show them holding the Israeli licensed guns. That's how they know. That's how they know. It's pretty bad, folks, when you have uh, Israel arming the country and not even caring where the weapons go. It's almost like the United States arming the drug cartels with fast and furious weapons. Sound familiar? Sound a little bit familiar here, folks? And now you understand what these globalist people in power are really capable of doing. And then you have to ask yourself, well, if they're so corrupt on everything else we're talking about, what leads us to believe that they don't know that these weapons are ending up in the hands of the drug cartels and the neo-Nazi groups? What leads us to believe that they don't understand that this is happening it makes more sense that they do know it's happening it makes more sense that they are under that they are understanding that these weapons are ending up in the hands of the cartels and the, and the neo-nazis and the question is why why would they do this and i have one very simple explanation for you that i believe is right after doing this for so long and now looking over my shoulder every time i walk out of this studio and that is you cannot have a great reset unless you destroy what is. Folks, a reset means you are completely getting rid of everything that is so that you can start over. And we know the Great Reset exists because we've heard um, Klaus Schwab, Schwab say it. We've heard George Soros say it. We've heard Joe Biden say it. We have heard uh, Barack Hussein Obama say it. We've heard Australia say it. We've heard Boris Johnson say it in the UK. We've heard Macron say it in France. Just like the people that are saying the NWO, they're also talking about the Great Reset. And you cannot have a Great Reset unless you completely wipe out everything that was before, which makes perfect sense. Why inflation is at, inflation is at a 40-year high. The dollar is at a 25-year low. The border is completely wide open while they're holding RAV team members, journalists, American citizens at gunpoints for being there, at gunpoint for being there. We've got nothing on the shelves. We've got World War III looming. Ladies and gentlemen, doesn't it make more sense now than ever that this globalist cabal, these people that are in charge everywhere, are destroying everything on purpose so that they can swoop in with their fake capes and claim a great reset is needed? I hope people start waking up a lot faster. I hope people don't watch this show and go, oh, look, another Alex Jones. This guy must be a conspiracy theorist. And that is why I opened up the show with Alex Jones from 2003 today. Because yesterday's conspiracy theories are today's facts, and I'm not going to stop. And I hope you guys don't either. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of Israel, Israel now is experiencing a major COVID-19 surge again. Wow. Out of nowhere, huh? Even though 80 over 83% of the population is fully vaccinated up to four times, they have the highest infection rate level in months. According to data released by Israel's health ministry yesterday, 14,460 new coronavirus cases were diagnosed in Israel on Monday. 
Of the 14,460 people infected, 83.1% were fully vaccinated, while 16.1% were unvaccinated, and the remaining 0.08% had no listed vaccination status. The number of the new coronavirus reportedly daily rose a reported daily rose to the highest level in a month after falling sharply from late January through February. A total of 14,460 new cases of the virus were diagnosed. A day earlier, 12,929 cases were diagnosed. The percentage of the tests coming back positive has also risen recently with 16.64% of all tests taken Monday during um, returning positive. A week ago, just 1096 of the tests came back positive. The infection uh, coefficient rose to 1.33, indicating that the virus is expanding and at an accelerating pace after crossing the threshold a week ago. Look, folks, are we really going to continue to buy this crap? Are we really going to continue to buy COVID? (sighs) Okay, I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. In my opinion both professional and personal opinion, not a single person has died from coronavirus in a very long time. And if they've told you you've died of coronavirus, I don't believe you have. If you felt that you had something called coronavirus, I don't believe you have. I believe this has been nothing but a bad strand of flu. That is my personal opinion. And I do not believe in the boogeyman that they call COVID-19 anymore. I believe in viruses and sicknesses. I also believe in uh, meeting them head on to beat them. That's what I truly believe. And I also believe it's odd that Hillary Clinton and Jen Psaki, both sanctioned by Russia, all of a sudden have come come down with COVID-2 and they have to go hide. And the first thing they said is, this is a prime example of why everybody needs to get vaccinated. Ah, hello, McFly. You have covid What in the H-E double hockey sticks are you talking about? Unbelievable. These people are so stupid. They make, you know what? They can make anybody believe anything. That's what I've come to realize during this entire thing. The government can make anybody believe anything and most people are too stupid to get it. Or ignorant. You're either ignorant or stupid. Ignorant means you don't know. Stupid means you do know and you're still allowing them to brainwash you. So sick and tired of it. Let's move on. Do you guys all know who the Young Turks is? The Young Turks show? You know, Shank and Anna uh, Kasparian? Well, these folks are truly everything opposite of what I am. This news station, the Young Turks, the money behind them and the the host of the show is, is completely 180 from what Live From America is, what the people that work here believe, and what the show is all about. Now, I want to show you a very disturbing video of Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks showing her very lost, showing her very angry, showing what kind of a pathetic person she really is to say the things that I'm about to show you. But really, folks, it really just shows how lost she is. And for this, I do feel bad for her. When I first watched this video, I didn't feel bad. I felt angry. 
Then I started to feel sympathy for her. Then I started to feel pity for her. Now, I want to also let you know that I reported this video on the platforms that I found it on, and every platform came back and said, this does not violate our community standards. However, they, ref- they uh, TikTok removed a video of mine yesterday when I said, I don't know who needs to hear this. I'm sure you all saw it, but I said, men are not women, women are not men. Jesus Christ is real. Trump won the presidency, blah, blah, blah. TikTok took that down for hate speech. It's okay. I'm only on TikTok to reach people anyway and give them a a very, very stark difference of opinion from what they're used to experiencing. That's why I'm there. So I, I, uh, I reported this next video that you're about to see as hate speech as well. Let's see if I can find this. Yeah, here it is. Okay. I reported this uh, video as hate speech. I'm going to try to mute out the using the Lord's name in vain part of it because I don't want that to go across the the airwaves. But what she, I want you to tell Um, me. I don't care that you're a Christian. I want you to tell me your assessment of what what, what you see here. Here we go. Check this out. This is on air, by the way, from the Young Turks. This is on air. So this is not only on their social media, this is also on their digital TV distribution as well. Can you imagine me saying something like this on air? We already know what saying something like this would do to a conservative or anybody with a biblical point of view on TikTok. This is pretty bad. Here we go. Watch this. Let's, uh, let's transition it over. Let's watch this. Um, I don't care that you're a Christian. I don't care what the Bible says. Like, I feel like it's a clown show, like sitting here trying to decipher what your little mythical book has to say about these very real political issues, right? I don't care if you're Christian. In fact, I will fight for you to have your religious liberty and practice your Christianity. I believe in that. I don't believe in Christianity, which means that you do not get to dictate the way I live my life based on your religion. I don't care have every right in the world all those women who identify with your religion have every right in the world to not get an abortion to not take birth control but they do not have the right to dictate my life and what i decide to do with my body i don't care about i'm so tired of having non-stop conversations about what the bible says you live your life in the way that you interpret the bible again i don't care but you don't get to take the bible and tell me well the bible says this in this chapter in this verse i don't care i don't care i don't believe in it and i have the right based on our constitution to not believe in it you do have the right based on our constitution to not believe in it anna you are 100 percent correct you also have the right to believe that you can do with your body what you feel that you want to do with your body You can have that right to feel that way, and you can have that right to have that opinion. Thank you to God for giving you free will to be able to do that. But to say your mythical little book, and then to blaspheme God's name, which I bleeped out when she said, I don't care about your blasphemed book and your fake mythical book and your your religion, that is hate speech to three billion people. At least that is hate speech as defined by TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, By defined as them, that is hate speech. Because if I went on there and said the same exact thing, instead of using Bible and instead of using Jesus' name, if I used Muhammad and Quran, I would be banned for hate speech so, so fast. And you might not care what that little book says, but it doesn't matter what you think when it comes to that. It doesn't matter what I think when it comes to that. 
Fact of the matter is, you have a moral compass for a reason, and it's not because of man. Man got his moral compass from God. So everything that you think is right and wrong, you're actually pulling from somewhere. It's not you're not just born and get to live free for all and just and just ought you you know if you were to ask her, is it wrong to kill somebody? She would say yes. I'd say why, for what reason? Well, because it's just morally wrong. Well, who sets those morals? Because now you're inflicting on the rights of a murderer. Why doesn't a mor- why doesn't a murderer get to do what he wants to do? Well, because it's wrong. Why? Well, because those are the laws that are set by man. Why? Well, because they want to make sure that we live in peace. Why? And I'll bring it all the way back to the word of God. You have no moral compass if you do not, if you can't, you can't trace your moral compass back to men and say that it's right or wrong because men are flawed. Men are unjust. And again, whose rights are you imposing on if you don't allow murder if there's no moral compass because you're imposing on the rights of the person who wants to murder? What about rape? Is rape wrong? Yeah. Why? Well, because you shouldn't be able to force yourself on anybody. Why? Who says? Well, the law says. Why? Because it's based off Judeo-Christian values. That's why. And those values come from the Bible, whether you like it or not, Anna. And we will pray for you. I have pity for you. I'm not mad at you. But there's many, many people out there that are so afraid of Jesus and so afraid of looking at themselves in the mirror that they will find any excuse possible to not hear the gospel and not hear the word. And guess what? They will always and forever be unhappy with who they are and where they are in life and what they're going toward and what they're here for. They will never be happy. They will always be shrill. They will always be angry. They will always be confused and lost. They'll tell you they aren't, but they are. And you can give them every explanation in a book, and if they can always go back to one thing. Well, I don't see it. Uh, excuse me. Look at that sky out there. Look at that well-maintained sky that's there every single day that has order. You mean to tell me that the Big Bang was complete chaos but brought complete order, and the Big Bang still to this day is holding everything in place and holding that order in place? Do you believe a painting can paint itself? Well, no, that would be stupid. Exactly. Because it needs a painter. Do you believe a building can build itself? Well, no, that would be stupid. Exactly. Because it needs a builder. Just like creation is there and beautiful every day and is being maintained every day. And every day that sun comes up and the sun goes down. Every day the birds chirp and every night the, uh, the crickets squeak or whatever the heck they do. That's order. And that's intelligent design. And you would actually be stupid to actually think that it's all here because of nothing. I'm not saying you're stupid if you don't believe in God, although I personally believe that, but you're stupid to think that this is all here by chance. And if this is not all here by chance, then that means somebody put it here. And if somebody put it here, then they have the absolute power to justify what's right and what's wrong. And that is the moral compass that every unbeliever and believer lives by, period. However, even though we do pity her, And even though we will pray for her, that doesn't mean that we can't give her this. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it, Joe. Anna Kasparian, you get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Not because you're intelligently arguing how you hate Christianity, because you are very unintelligently arguing why you hate Christianity. And it's only because you're afraid. I get it. All right, I want to play another video for you. 
Lately, it seems that Bill Maher, host of his show on HBO, has gone back to the center from being far left. For a very long time, Bill Maher was far left. When the left left him, no pun intended, he went back to the center. And the reason why he went back to the center is because he believes it meets common sense. Now, I want to play a clip from you from Bill Maher as I've been kind of monitoring him lately to see what he says. Now, this is really nothing to do with politics. Actually, this is more of a moral principle thing. This is more of a standing by your branding thing instead of a political thing. But I actually agree with him, even though he cracks a joke in there about uh, even though he cracks a joke about the Palin family, which I'm okay with. Look, I'm okay with jokes. I'm not a snowflake. You know what I mean? I'm not a snowflake and I'm okay with jokes. And I always will be. So I have no problem with this joke he says about the Palins. However, everything else he says, I 100% agree with. Check this out. Become the opposite of what you always were. You have to change your name. It's become a trend in America these days, morphing into something completely different from what you were founded as, but still pretending you're the old you. TLC stands for the Learning Channel. They used to have shows like Learn to Read and Ready, Set, Learn. Here's some of their present and recent offerings. Cake Boss, Gypsy Sisters, Toddlers and Tierras, Extreme Couponing, What Not to Wear, My Teen is Pregnant and So Am I. (laughs) Thousand Pound Sisters and Alaskan Women Looking for Love. And that's just the shows about the Palins. All right, all right. That was all right. Was the A in A&E stands for arts. Seriously. They used to show the symphony. Now they have deep-fried dynasty, hoarders, storage wars, ghost hunters, and psychic kids. You know, for people who find the learning channel too intellectual. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Maher definitely is an atheist, and he stands by that and proud of that. I don't hate him for that. I don't hate anybody for anything. Why I brought that up. And the same thing with MTV. MTV doesn't play music either anymore. The reason why I showed that and brought that up is because the more these lefties and the more these crazy people start waking up and seeing just the most basic lies that they've been told, just the most basic transition from America to whatever the heck we've become, that's good news, and that's part of it, waking up. I know everybody refers to it as red-pilling in the Matrix, but it's good news when we see people calling things out. And if you're going to stand by your brand, then at least change your name too. And the reason why he was talking about this was because he was talking about everybody being forced to be a transgender these days and have a different name. Okay? And we have to open our arms to everybody, including Anna Kasparian. And if we had not opened our arms to everybody, then, ladies and gentlemen, we definitely, definitely would not have heard the story we heard about Freddie Durf yesterday. And I don't know where Freddie Durf is. I have not seen the response in the email yet back from him. But I do have to say, folks, if it wasn't for us continuously loving people and opening our arms to them, no matter how much we disagree with them, then Freddie Durf would not have come to God. And that would have been probably the most tragic thing of this week. The best thing that happened this week is not political. If it is true that Freddie found God, and I believe it is, that is the best thing that happened this week by far. And even a decertification in a state of a fraudulent election is not more important nor more powerful than somebody finding God, period. That's how I look at it on this show. 
Now, I want to end the show very powerful for you today. I want to end the show for you with, for you with this video. And I want to ask you this question. What is the price of freedom? What is the price of freedom? I would guarantee that everybody that answers this question in the comment section will tell you that the price of freedom is blood. The price of freedom is definitely blood. The price of freedom is the death and the destruction of your daughters and your sons and their lives. The price of freedom is blood. Now, to go back to soldiers that really were what they call tax, toxic masculinity today, to go back and really understand the real price of freedom, we're going to go back 60 years today. We're going to go back 60 years today when men were men. We're going to go back 60 years today when the soldiers that the army is trying to recruit today would never have survived one hour. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you and everybody who watches this video today to really maybe rethink putting a no-fly zone over Ukraine that would cause World War III. I want you to really think, Fox News, all you war hawks at Fox News, and all you warmongers in the Senate and the House, I want you to think about this video before you continue to press your love and desire for World War III. Now, you take any individual, no matter what he is, civilian, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, if he's seen combat, he's different. When I first came back in 69, my mother would not go in the same bedroom with me when I was asleep. I was dangerous. The first night I was back, they had a two-bedroom trailer. I slept in the floor because my sister was home at the time. My mother came by, and she was going to step over my arm, which was flung out the side, and go turn the air conditioner off. She got within two feet of me, and I wasn't even awake. I had her down, I had her by the throat, and my father pulled me off of her. And I was not even awake, I just reacted. There was a footstep, I didn't know where it was, and so I reacted. I was dangerous. And it, you know, as time passes, it gets over. But you never really forget. You, you never really forget. It's uh, sometimes, uh, especially when I'm tired. Say I worked a 24-hour shift. And I go home, I'm really tired. Sometimes when I first lay down, they, you know, they, they'll pass scenes come through my mind. Things that I have seen, things that I have done. It makes me different. And it makes me all the more apprehensive because these individuals that we're getting now, they haven't even seen a God-blessed car wreck, much less somebody with the whole side of his head blowed off. Freedom has a price, and I believe this, and I preach it. Freedom has one price. And history bears me out. There's one price that freedom will accept, and that's blood. Powerful video. Takes me back to my grandfather. My grandfather, before Navy SEALs were really evolved into the Navy SEALs, they were called frogmen. Most of you that are watching this video probably know that and are familiar with that name. They were called frogmen. My, grand my grandfather was a frogman. And that was my grandfather on my mother's side, who was also half Cherokee and grew up on, an, on, a, uh, on, a, on, an, on a reservation in Oklahoma. Yes, I am part Cherokee. My other grandfather on my father's side received two Purple Hearts and also fought in World War II. My grandfather on my mother's side also fought in the Korean War. So I do have a military family. 
And I can remember my grandfather waking up in the middle of the night screaming bloody murder. I can remember my grandfather having nightmares and screaming in the middle of the night until somebody woke him up, but nobody wanted to go in and wake him up because of the fear of something that could happen. War is real. It's not a video game. It's not something you're going to pop on on your PlayStation and then respawn when you die. Like he said, today's generation hasn't even seen so much as a car wreck, let alone somebody with half of their face blown off, and that was 60 years ago. 60 years ago. Another story about my grandfather who was a frogman and who also fought in the Korean War is that my grandfather and my grandmother met at the Pentagon. My grandfather was an officer in the Navy, and my grandmother worked as a secretary at the Pentagon, and that's where they met. Very odd, isn't it, that God's path for his grandson would be doing what I'm doing here today. Pretty crazy, right? Also, my grandmother that met my grandfather at the Pentagon was a descendant and a great, 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 whatever, how many great granddaughters of Francis Scott Key. So my family history is pretty, pretty wild. And, it, uh, and I thank God for putting me where he put me today based on that family history. So for all those who out there who've had family members, fathers, grandfathers, husbands, wives, grandmothers, daughters, sons fight in the military, war is real, and it is absolutely the last thing that we want. We do not want war with Russia or with anyone else. We want peace, and we want a God-loving nation back. Amen? Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, go to my website. I want to show everybody the, uh, the deals that we got going on. Some people asked. I, it's easy just to go to JeremyHerald.com and see this stuff. But you ask and you shall receive. Let me just scroll down here. If you scroll down on the first page, you'll see all the new items. We have a bundle sale here for men's and women's T-shirts. Bundle sale of these T-shirts that are actually in this bundle. So you might want to check them out. And, of course, all the new Armor of God stuff. And we're getting much, much more. So go check that stuff out today. And uh, if you find something you like, try and help the show out if you can. Sign up for the newsletter and sign up for Bible if you need any. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, and keep your chest out because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I appreciate and love every one of you. Continue to share, continue to support, and I'll continue to be here. Have a great day, and I'll see you at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. God bless. See ya. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that